and we're back. We got episode 002 with uh, Tiara Alicia. Um, wow, that's the first time I said it together. It sounds kind of cool. Uh, yeah, first names. <laughs> yeah, it kind of rules too. Sometimes they like will like clash and interject with each other. Um, man, so this is going to be an interesting one. Uh, Tiara, well, I'll let her explain it, but in essence, I found her on YouTube um, through her like spiritual kind of nature of things. And let's start with my background, right? I come from the East Coast, Pittsburgh, where I'm at now. And let's see, I never really gave spirituality a thing. I mean, you always kind of hear about it now and then, kind of just play it off as a joke or, you know, you're passing like, oh, you're into stones, right? Stone magic. <laughs> uh, as I'm wearing a, you know, stone now. Um, and let's see, I got to the East Coast and it wasn't till one of my buddies who's you know, very analytically minded, more right side of the spectrum, kind of pointed out to me, he was like, you know, I realized like there might be something to this whole, you know, um, astrological sign thing, because he pointed out that like all of the birthdays that he had of people he knew would be in like the certain windows and I'm an Aries and he's an Aries. And mm. he was like, if you take a look at, you know, your calendar or your, you know, if you keep people's birthdays, you start to realize that there's only certain sections where it happens. And yeah. maybe even I started noticing this on my Instagram where you would see happy birthday, happy birthday, you know, people repost the birthday stuff yeah. and it was always happening in like these two week periods and then it would kind of fell off and then maybe like a four week period and then it would fall off. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in my mind, I engineering background, I'm like, okay, well maybe there's a reason that kids are born more frequently in a certain time of year. Like that would be the perfect explanation. Right. I look it up and it's uni uniformly distributed across the board of childbirth. Like it's it which <laughs> in this world of nothing is consistent and completely uncertain, childbirths are a flat line across the entire year. Like yeah. and so that blew my mind and sent me on this whole rabbit hole of um just researching this kind of stuff like you know and and part of this uh is acting as if it's real like you know, first of all, what do we know is real? So I always mm -hmm. kind of thought, let's act as if it is real and see what happens. Um, mm -hmm. And that led me to chakras, which, uh, you know, maybe we'll get into at some point, but they're essentially just energy systems within your body. Mm -hmm. And I was taught there's only seven. I stumbled across a YouTube video that says, learn about chakras eight through 12, hosted, <laughs> hosted by, yeah, by Tiara Alicia. And I just, you started getting into some stuff. Like, I think I understood eight, but then you started talking about the rest and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, like, they're super metaphysical. They're like not even touching the other seven. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't even know how to relate to this. And then, you know, when I started this podcast, I was like, I got to have this chick on. And so at that point, I would love to introduce you, hear about, you know, your spiritual journey, how you got to this conversation and where, you know, how did you, how did you get into spirituality? Yeah, thank you so much for that, by the way. Um, so kind of a similar journey. I see the parallels in our life, which is very interesting because I'm a Libra and yeah. Aries and Libra are opposite signs. So um, I'm sure you probably attract a lot of Libras in your life. Um, I'm not sure. I think it's, think it? I'm not, I guess I'm not sure. I think it's usually like Gemini's, Leo's, okay. Sagittarius, Aquarius. That sounds about right. Yeah, it sounds about right. Well, then, so yeah. what does it mean that we're opposite then? So every, so there's 12 astrological signs, right? right? 
So every sign has its polarity, okay. I guess you can say in a sense. Right. So Aries and Libra are opposite on the um, zodiacal wheel. If you look at them on the birth chart wheel that we all have, um, Taurus and Scorpio, Gemini, Sagittarius, all of them have their like opposites. Right. Okay. Um, the so yin yang. you kind of, sh yeah, the yin and yang, you kind of share similarities with that other sign, but at the same time, they are op like opposing you in a way that's sometimes sort of challenging, but at the same time, like a mirror. Okay. It's a very interesting concept to kind of like get more into and analyze. Um, I have yeah, a lot of Aries in my life. Yeah. Well, before we get to that, let's, let's start with you and how, yeah. you know, if you were born into a spiritual family or if you had to go through this process and... How did you figure out or how did you start seeing this world in this new, you know, astrology is connected and it's all connected kind of ordeal? Yeah. So similarly to you, uh, that parallel, I grew up on the East Coast too. Did I lose you? Um, yeah. Delaware. You might have muted yourself. Born and raised. Oh, mute myself. Oh, no. Are you there? Are you losing me? Hello? Oh, there you are. Can you hear I me? think you're back now. Yeah. Okay, that was weird. Okay, uh, a little bit of bad radio. <laughs> Stick with it, guys. <laughs> that was very weird. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> We're back. Cool. Um, sorry about that. Oh. So, similarly to you, again, there's a parallel there. I grew up on the East Coast as well, Delaware, born and raised, very small state. It's the first state. Some people think it doesn't exist, but it does. <laughs> um, <laughs> single mom, kind of like small, close knit family. I was, I went to a Catholic school from like pre-K to like eighth grade. So there was some sense of like, I guess you could say connectedness to like a higher source or higher knowing. Um, I was taught about that from a Catholic perspective. Um, okay. However, it's sort of, I wouldn't say it didn't resonate, but it just... I guess I didn't match it on a vibrational level the way I do spirituality because I think of religion sometimes as like a closed box, whereas spirituality, you kind of get to dip into all of the different boxes and see what's outside of that box. Okay. Um, so, you know, I was always kind of a curious kid in that sense. Um, and it's weird because I would kind of do things that are related to spirituality. Like I would almost make my own like fortune tellers, tarot cards when I was a kid um and do certain things that are considered to be like metaphysical or occult and not even know what I was doing um and I also used to just like I guess you could say kind of just ponder like what the workings of the universe consisted of like where we came from what our purpose here was at a super young age like it wasn't even explainable why I was thinking about that like single digits um, and I would just kind of lay in bed at night and do that, you know, think about that, like if whether or not this universe is what we were kind of conditioned as children to believe it to be. Um, and then I would also meditate before bed too, oddly enough, and not really know what I was doing. So once I graduated high school, and even like I was in college, and this all started to kind of awaken for me I guess you could say the the explosion of my spiritual okay. journey I guess you could say in a sense yeah. because I was always kind of spiritual but I would say when I became aware of it was in my early 20s 
Um, it came about with like a twin flame sort of relationship. So my partner and I, who are actually still together at the time, we were both kind of going through like a dark night of the soul, kind okay. of very lost, curious, didn't really know where we were going in life, what the purpose of life even was anymore, because you kind of like grow up being told what to do and what to think. And then when you sure. become an adult, you're like, what do I do now? <laughs> like what? Am I, I'm supposed to like work and then like just retire and then die one day. Like, I don't want to, that's not life. You're you know right. what I mean? No, it just, I relate. I can relate. Yeah. Like it just was like so unfulfilling to me to think about. And it almost sent me into like a, I would say a kind of a depression and I didn't really know at the time. Um, and that's where that dark night of soul came from. So we started dipping into YouTube too. Like we fell down a rabbit hole one day and Right. I remember the first guy I watched was Infinite Waters. I don't know if you are aware of him. I haven't like watched too many like spiritual YouTube things. Okay. So he like he has a lot of YouTubes. He used to post like every single day. I don't know if he does anymore, but he used to just talk about topics and post short videos and he just really just like poof, like expanded my mind and blew my mind cuz I'm like that makes sense. Like what he's yeah. talking about makes so much sense and it's like hitting deep and resonating in a way that I've never really even experienced before. And I've gone to this Catholic school all my life and went to church and they preached all these things. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, for, just like told for some what to reason, it, yeah, b being told what to believe, but I guess he presented it in a way that made you think and it allowed you to kind of expand your own mind and your own awareness and look within yourself. And that just made a lot more sense to me. And then I started diving deeper into that. And that kind of led to watching astrology videos. And I would just watch them for hours and almost like study for hours, watch things about crystals, started collecting crystals, got books on crystals and astrology and Reiki and all these things. And it kind of just exponentially took off from there. Yeah, you just fell down the rabbit hole and it was, yeah, you came Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, something that this might be a good place to start that can probably relate to a lot of people is mm -hmm. that idea of like, okay, now that I'm out of college or, you know, now that I'm out on my own, I'm supposed to now just mm -hmm. work to retire. And then once I retire, yeah. then I'll just, like you said, you kind of paraphrase as dying. And it's, that was something that really kind of shook me or like something I was contemplating a lot. And this was maybe before my friend brought up the whole astrological thing is that idea of like, okay, I graduated from college as a computer engineer, now what? And it's like, all right, get a software engineering job. And I was not congruent with that job whatsoever. And it was like, you know, why am I slaving away, let's say, for what's yeah. going to be 40 years of my life just to live out mm -hmm. the the where I'm the weakest, the 60 years where I'm the weakest, less, least motivated, and just supposed yeah. to be in that stable rut and that that kind of was also probably a part of my like okay what is real like let's break this apart yeah. like what are we being taught that this is the way it needs to be and I truly believe there's like good there for everybody like if you if you love what you're doing keep doing oh, yeah. it you know but oh yeah yeah that was kind of where I started to um splinter away from uh <laughs> the matrix yeah you had to like yeah, I was just going to say that, like, break down the matrix. And even once you're becoming aware of the matrix, you're just like, wow, it's we are all kind of just big kids that were conditioned to have or I would say programmed to have certain thoughts and beliefs. 
Right. And then, like, here we are. You just kind of pass like, it what down. what now? And yeah. It, and was, oh, my God. So much of it oh. is passed down. Well, so, you know, to get back, you know, I'm now in my parents' basement recording this. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I went, I, I went to college in Florida. I went to San Diego for four years. So I left my parents for, geez, what would that be? At least eight, eight or nine years, you know, and mm-hmm. figured out all this, you know, shit that's in my life. These traumas that I've experienced or why am yeah. I doing what I do? And I come back home and I'm like, holy shit, like, dad, <laughs> dad, I do that. Yeah. Like, let me help you fix that. <laughs> or mom, I like yes. hold on to these things too. Let me help you tell you like what I did to fix this. Yeah. And it's like such a just, you know, and part of it is like them, like, you know, they, they had their own problems and they're like, well, when I have kids, I'm yep. not going to do this. And it's so like, mm. you know, it, it's just one of those processes that I think then comes down to us to be like, well, what is real? You know, what is the truth of all of this? What do I have to do this? Do I have to do that? Like, um, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this. Uh, there's an idea Mm -hmm. I've been kind of floating around with people that I truly, you know, you're told as a kid, at least I was, and I know a lot of people around me were that there's things in life you just have to do, even if you don't want to do them. I've been dissecting that for my, this last year now, maybe eh, smaller than that, maybe 33 months, um, Mm -hmm. where I don't think I believe that anymore. Like I truly don't believe that you have to do things in life you don't want to do. I believe almost everything should just kind of flow. Like if you're able to set your intention on what you want, if, if certain things are happening, um, you know, you shouldn't, if you're doing something you don't want to do, then you're probably not doing what's best for you. Yeah, you're not on your highest timeline is kind of what I think. Highest timeline? Yeah, that's kind of how I frame yeah. it. Um, because I struggled with that too. I was definitely raised in a family that, you know, hey, Tierra, you just got to do what you got to do. Even if you don't want to do it or even if you don't enjoy it, you got to stick it out, you know? And I had to build that sort of resilience. Um, and I also had the belief that I had to kind of reprogram within myself that you had to work your ass off excuse my french i don't know if you're allowed to cuss go for it shit fuck (laughs) this i'll yeah this is uncensored but yeah give it whatever yeah okay cool Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) so yeah like you know that you had to work your ass off for everything and every single time i'd burn myself out like and it was with the short period of time you know and i'm like why am i doing this to myself this is like torture (laughs) like you know for sure and it i am of the belief that if you are on your highest optimal timeline, you are only going to align with things that you do enjoy on your path um, that are in alignment with what you're supposed to do and with this divine purpose that I believe that we all come here with. Sure. And if for some reason something isn't resonating with you or you don't find it to be fulfilling or it's taking away from your life in multiple areas, you know, mental health, physical health, whatever it may be, it's not for you. I, yeah. You know, oh, for sure. I mean, it's going to just, it'll physically like weigh you down. You'll be like less, yeah, it'll physically manifest. Yeah. You'll be more yeah. matter and less energy, which, you know, I think it's, Oh yeah. But something you keep saying is like your highest timeline. Um, and now mm-hmm. here's where we might start losing people, but I, I've never heard this phrase. We're going to get Yeah, weird. we're going to get weird. I, you know, what are we, 15 <laughs> minutes in? But we're not we're not sugarcoating this. Um, are yeah. you able to explain that? Like, I, what are you kind of... Because mm-hmm. I, I... It's almost like I think I know what you're trying to say, but I can't really... 
are you able to like dissect that a little to explain what you mean by sure. like what would be my highest timeline or what would be my lowest timeline? Okay, so you know, this is actually something I'm still learning to be completely sure. transparent. But the way I've been understanding it, I would actually suggest people watch Loki. I don't know if you've oh, watched the it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, love the it. Series. Love it. Beautiful love it. illustration of what this kind of concept okay. is. I was like, this is they sometimes they like baby spoon feed us information right. i feel like um beautiful doctor strange have you it. seen doctor but, um, strange love oh, doctor strange that's another oh, one yeah like watch those because those are going to give you a good idea of you know this whole construct of time that we believe to be what it is it's not that yeah right you know like right. everything is happening already Everything that ever will happen, did happen, is happening. That's time. You know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now I know what you're saying, but if I if this was me a couple months ago, I would need a second there. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. You're like, wait a minute. Let me let digest. Me, this. Let's rewind that a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are gonna be like, oh, back yeah. thirty seconds. <laughs> what is you might want to slow down if you're watching um, this at two speed. You're gonna wanna. <laughs> yeah, back that thing. Go down up. to one, maybe point seven five. <laughs> <laughs> exactly but no like so that's that's time we think of this construct of time as past present and future but we can really tap into any period in time because it only really exists up here like in our mind right. we can tap into the past through memories we can tap into the future through visualization and manifesting things right. you know everything is connected through this present moment so when I say highest optimal timeline, what I mean is if in this present moment you are constantly following your signs, synchronicities, spiritual omens, inspired action, everything that just feels right and in the most alignment to your, your highest frequency and your highest expression at that moment. And what I mean by that is like whatever makes you feel right. good, you know? Um, then you're on your highest optimal timeline. All, all it really needs is intention and and belief to back it up. That's super fascinating. And it's reminding me of, uh, I heard in one of your videos that you've read Becoming Supernatural by uh, Joe Dispenza. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, here I need to read the Break, it, habit, break the Habit of Being, but um, but on that, yeah. on that note. That's a good one yeah, too. Yeah, I just, I'll add it to the list. Um, on that note, he talks about so much about intention and comparing it with like an elevated emotion, you know, which is love, gratitude, yes. appreciation, and how it'll just, mm -hmm. you know, essentially it happens and you don't have to really almost do anything. Like it's that conversation of mm -hmm. you need to do, you need to do. It's like, well, you know, don't force yourself to do something you don't want to do. And this might sound a little weird, but I've been noticing it with like the idea of even just going to the bathroom. Like, you know, there's times where I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. I'll hold it and wait till I get home. Or I don't want to go back into that restaurant that I just left. I'll wait till I go home. It's like, dude, you're uncomfortable. So just do it now. Yes. You're about, you're going to make the next 30 minutes. You're going to think about it for the next 30 minutes. Just, you know, and it, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's an interesting way to point it out. But I mean, you can, you can extrapolate that across so many things. That's what happened with my job. You Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. I mean, there, don't get us wrong here. Anybody listening, like there are things that you have to do to, that's uncomfortable, such as okay. like yeah. reprogramming your subconscious right. mind. That can be an uncomfortable right. thing, but that has a different intention behind it. So I think it's really actually an awesome thing that you brought that up because 
the intention behind the action is really what's the important right. thing. Because if it's out of pure intention and if, if it's out of something that, you know, you consider to be of your highest vibration or the, the better qualities of yourself, whatever you want to call it, then that's how you know you need to follow it. But if you're coming from a unhealthy aspect of your ego from right. it, for example, if you're coming from a dark place, angry, spiteful, depressed, you know, those lower vibration emotions like that you uh, brought up, then that's how you know that intention is not really backed up by purity, by something higher vibration. Right. And um, on that note, I remember seeing in the, uh, in Becoming Supernatural, they have like a graph of like the vibrational frequencies of like love versus fear and anger and all this stuff. Yep. And, you know, it really played and, and so to lay it out, like the lowest vibrations, like fear and anger at the bottom and like love and being connected in one is like at the top. And I, mm -hmm. and it like, it, it, whenever I saw that graph to me, I like, I couldn't stop looking at it. I mean, it's just a bunch of lines with, squ it's just a bunch mm -hmm. of squiggly lines, but I couldn't <laughs> stop looking at it. Cause to me, it described why love and, you know, freedom will always win and triumph over evil. And I mean, it's, in my yeah. opinion, it described, it's just that being in that higher f frequency, like it, it just will, it's almost like one of those, like it just will be like, like yes. love and appreciation, no matter what yeah. situation you take it into 10 times out of 10, like you're taught to believe there's no guarantees in life, but I guarantee you that if you approach every situation <laughs> with that, it's like, you know, you're always going to be on the outcome of like, good will always triumph, which is such a. You know, I don't really like yes. living in a world of absolutes, but that's something that I, you know, maybe short term, you kind of have short term hell, whether it's like the 20th century or, but like something good mm -hmm. always kind of comes out of whatever's occurring. Yeah. It's like the shadow work. Yeah. And maybe, maybe that's something we should kind of mm -hmm. get back into, um, that I love that you described where it was, uh, you know, trying to like, uh, you know, you can't, you can't like manifest almost which is a, which I think we should have a conversation about overall, but you can't create or have a pure intention if you almost don't have your own, you know, shit or trauma kind of figured out, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my God. That's like, that was probably the biggest lesson I had to learn was in order for, you know, the things you do desire to come to you, right. you got to clear out all the blockages. Right. You got to clear out all the little obstacles and brick walls that you've built for yourself over the ex expansion of 15, 20, 25, 30 years, you know, however your age is. Um, and the older you get, obviously, it can be a bit more difficult because the neural pathways. Although our minds are, yeah, our, our minds are neuroplastic, right? So we can essentially unprogram and reprogram things all the time. But, you know, the older we get, the more automatic habits and things have developed and they're harder to kind of break down right and understand and also gain the awareness of after a while too and i kind of use the metaphor this there's two things here one thing is i want to talk about like something i was doing physically that was to clear blockage but um the metaphor i used to do what you were describing was that like i view it as like we all kind of are on our own highway in life and you mm -hmm. know if you're if you go to work there's one way, you know, you're always going the same way, same way, same way, yeah. same way. And, you know, if mm -hmm. something cuts you off, if there's someone who cuts you off, literally, or if there's a block in the road, 
like we we lose our minds like you become so just like disgruntled like i can't believe i have to do something else and it's like yeah so much yeah exactly and it's like you become so disgruntled it almost like shakes you to who you are that you're not able to go on the same road and i and i think there's you know an analogy there of some sort with how the road is kind of a symbol of you know doing the same thing over over and over again yet almost expecting a different outcome such as manifestation trying to manifest something that's not on that road yes but you're never gonna be okay diverging to a different road absolutely absolutely like you know i um i sort of connected it a while back because i do study astrology um we have our big three right like our sun sign our moon sign and then our rising so i'll kind of tie astrology into this really quick sure and I had um, a guru actually that was teaching me a lot about the Vedic astrology and the sidereal system. And we were talking a lot about fate versus free will. And that was always a debate in my head that was like, uh, that's going to be a tricky what? one. Yeah. <laughs> that's a tricky one. Yeah. But if you think about it, you know, whatever's fated for us, whatever's destined for us is really just a. I guess, product of our behaviors, our ascendant sign, like how we behave, um, our feelings and emotions, our mind, which is our moon sign, how we feel. Like if we feel like doing something, then bam, we take that action or behavior behind it. If I feel like eating at that moment, I'm going right. to go eat, you know? Um, and then our sun sign is like how we identify with ourselves. So if all of those elements created a person, it almost predetermines how you're going to go about your days and if it's such an automatic thing we're all human so we're just all made up of habits essentially if those habits are not malleable or adaptable everything in your life is predetermined already so if you are on that same path that same road that you're you're driving down and you're not willing to take a different route because you do see that blockage in the way it's not going to happen and and that's and this is so bizarre. I'll, I'll put it out there. This is such a crazy thing. Um, I was at a point in my life where, you know, I would create, and this is how it's kind of like all tied together almost. I would create like a, I did create like a list of things that I, well, first I wanted a girlfriend, right? I was like, I had I want a girlfriend. I'm ready for that in my mm-hmm. life, blah, blah, blah. So the next thing was, is like a girl did appear in my life who everything kind of aligned. But then once it came down to like, figuring it out. It just didn't work out. There was a blockage, right? I couldn't figure it out. Um, Mm -hmm. so then I took a step back and I was like, okay, well, what do I want in a girlfriend? It's like, all right, so I'm going to just like list all these things out. And, you know, as I started like kind of, you know, going on dates with girls, I was like, you know, mentally like thinking if they check the boxes, well, there was like 10 things. And if they would check like two or three of them, I would get like this anxious, uh, it's like anxious, uh, attachment style. And I would just get anxious with inside me. Yeah. And it was like this, like, you know, mm-hmm. very, like it, it ruined the relationships. Like they wouldn't work out because I would get those like, like anxiety or like fear. And what I tracked it back to mm-hmm. was the idea of letting go. And, um, yeah. so what happened was, is on this process of me moving out from San Diego, I physically, in the physical world, I went through all of my stuff that I had in my bedroom, in my house, and literally donated or sold 95% of it. Literally, literally let go of the physical stuff. Yeah, it was. That's really powerful. So (laughs) here's the crazy part to me is as I was going through that stuff, 
the more emotional connection I had with it, you know, whether it was like a jersey or like something I did when I was younger, if I thought about like getting rid of it mm -hmm. or letting go, it invoked that same feeling that I had within the girls that I yep. was like trying to see. And I was like, holy shit, like yep. this is powerful stuff. And so, mm -hmm. and flash forward after like clearing out probably 75% of my shit, a girl did come into my life, checked every single box. I don't, I didn't feel anxious Amazing. with her. I mean, we're dating now and like, I, you know, feel just, I don't feel that anxiety anymore. Everything's just free. I'm just okay to let go of things. Like, yep. I, I mean, you're more, more secure. secure yeah, a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent in that secure attachment style now where it's like, holy shit, all I had to do was literally just get rid of all the stuff that I was emotionally attached to. to... <laughs> but to me, yep. that, that broke my yep. mind, that connection. Yeah. And a lot of that is manifested or created in childhood. Like if you, you know, analyze sort of the relationship that you had with your caregivers or your parents or whoever, right. it's, it's almost like yep. a mirror. It's very, very similar. Yep. So for myself, I'll, I'll go ahead and share mine too. Please. Um, I'm avoidant, okay. <laughs> very avoidant attachment style. And the opposites tend to yeah. like always be together. There's very a good book called attachment styles that um, goes into that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love that book. Um, so once I feel like once you figure out your attachment styles too, it's so much easier to navigate your relationships. Like I highly suggest everybody look into it. But um, so I'm avoidant because, you know, I obviously grew up with a father who was sure. not present. So that kind of manifested there too. But also I had other caregivers or people in my life that were sort of emotionally sure. detached. So that there was never like a safe space for me to emote or share my feelings or have my feelings even validated, right. you know, so I had to keep a oh, lot to sure. myself. So in, in relationships that sort of unconsciously manifested for a very long time mm -hmm. as I would get into conflict with somebody, or I mean, first off, I wouldn't even want to get to the conflict part, but if I did get into a disagreement or conflict with somebody and it got to a certain point, yeah. I dip out. You know, whether that was physically removing myself from it and then never revisiting that that conflict again, or, you know, if it was so bad to the point where I'm like, I don't need this, like, I don't need right. you in my life, you know? And that can be really damaging, not only for my relationships, but, I mean, it, it continue, continues to damage the type of relationship I do desire. Like, I'm never going to get there if I keep for acting sure. that way in that repeated automatic behavior. So I had to catch myself and, you know become more secure too and be like, okay, how can I respond to this knowing that I need to validate my own emotions, my own feelings first. I can't just expect that right. from someone else and then approach it from that perspective. Yeah, because I mean, there's, and yeah, that and, and that happens, I think, with all of relationships that you have, especially the closer someone gets, the more they probably amplify within you. And, and I think yeah. even as like a meta idea, I've noticed in my life, if there's something you don't like about your life that keeps coming up, keeps happening, you know, whether it's like in these relationships where you feel yourself like, all right, time to avoid, time to detach, time to detach, time to detach. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the idea that your inner world is a, or your outer world is a reflection of your inner world where if you're doing mm -hmm. something like if like the universe almost keeps throwing at you the issues that you need to work out within yourself and you're going to, yeah, and you're going to keep like, <laughs> you're going to have to keep experiencing those issues until you go into yourself and you're like, okay, I'm ready to heal these. And this kind of ties back into how you were talking about where, you know, maybe you don't 
and so that's see that's even tricky like maybe you don't want to do it but i don't know mm-hmm. because there's a level that like whenever i went through the stuff i i knew that it wasn't going to be enjoyable but i knew the other side was going to be better just somehow some way i knew yeah. okay this isn't going to be a fun experience but i know that if i do it if i go through this process if i you know i like pay attention to these issues if i heal them within myself if i reorientate myself i knew the other side was going to be better yeah and that's where that pure intention comes in you know even though you had to do the uncomfortable thing you know because when we're programmed to do something for so long and as human beings we like predictability you know we like knowing what's going to happen we find comfort in that but the problem is that predictable comforting circumstance is sometimes so unhealthy and it's not aligned with our highest optimal timeline once again so you know we have to catch ourselves in that moment and i think that's where awareness really comes in um and i like what you said about like for a second there you were saying like if we don't want to do that there's a lot of people that become aware that they have a certain behavior and they don't care to change it because they know it's uncomfortable they know it's going to take effort um But if you have a pure enough intention backed behind it, if you have a belief that on the other side, there's light there, there's going to be opportunities there for you. There's going to be so many road openings that are and and things that are like completely open for you, not blocked. You know, that road that you're driving down is now free. Like there's no construction going on or anything like just like you can yeah. speed right through and get to your manifestation a lot right. faster. You're just at peace with the universe almost. And it's and it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And with and, yourself. And what you're touching on there was about people who become aware of it but then don't like almost heal from it. Like I there's one mm-hmm. girl um who good friends with out in uh well, I won't say where just to keep a little bit of animosity. Um but yeah. she kind of even was like, you know, like like we, we have these types of conversations and she would even bring up like that she's aware of the patterns that she needs to fix and she wants to fix them. Mm-hmm. But like, she's kind of caught in that middle ground of like, well, I kind of wish I didn't like go on this. I kind of wish I was still blind to the fact. And I kind of wish that I just was never aware of this um... so that I didn't have to deal with it almost, you know? And I, I, I think it was just like I a thought, but that. I, yeah. are you able to relate to that? Personally, um, I would say for myself, no, because once I become aware of something, like I'm actively already yeah. doing, like I need to change it because I have goal. Like I'm very, um, I, I wouldn't say relentless, but I'm like a go-getter. So if I have a goal in mind or I have an end game that I'm trying to get to, like I'm doing whatever it takes, you know, whether that's inner work, outer work, whatever. But I do know other people that have said similar things to that. And I completely understand. I think that that's sometimes part of the healing process is almost sometimes like if you did go through a traumatic experience it's like i wish that didn't happen so i wasn't like this now or i wish i didn't i didn't even become aware that this is how it was affecting my life because you know now i feel responsible for changing it or now i feel like it's my fault like i've heard so many things i think it's just part of the acceptance part of it you know i feel like there might be like a step process if i could put oh this is step one step two step three i could do that but everybody's process is so different you know everybody comes to terms with that so differently like i can come to the acceptance point first and then do the work or some people 
become aware of it first and then they accept it. There's really no right or wrong to anything. It's whatever is right for you in your journey. Um, but accepting it is, is a huge part yeah. of healing. I, I think that's a great point. You know, I mean, obviously there's the being aware of it, accepting. I always thought of it like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's not, you know, it's not your fault that you have the traumas in your life. It's not your fault that you're getting what your parents no, have. not at all. And then it just, it becomes your responsibility mm -hmm. to kind of heal them and your responsibility to fix them. Now, mm -hmm. you know, the mm -hmm. question becomes, I guess, in my mind, it's like, you know, there's there's an element of the speed, right? Because of being an Aries, and it sounds like you have a lot of the similar traits where once I'm aware of it, it's just like, all right, I got to figure it out. Yeah, I have Mars on my ascendant. So if Mars anybody knows astrology watching, I have a lot of, uh, well, Aries is ruled by okay. Mars. So I kind of have a lot of that fiery okay, so energy Okay, so it's like in too. your sign a little bit. Okay. It, yeah. Yeah. And but yeah. so then my point being is that it like, you know, there's, and maybe it's just like, like you're saying, maybe it's hard for me to relate to it because it's, or either of us to relate to it because of that fire where it's just like, I see it, mm -hmm. let's do it. Let's just get it over with. I know it's going to be better on the other side. Yeah. Da, 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 da. And then maybe, maybe yep. you got a good point yep. where it's like some people are, you know, they need like a slower, gentler process. They need to think through it a little bit more. It needs to be a little bit more of like a, well, like, you know, and I don't, I don't think she's, she wasn't like, you know, I wish I never, it was more of just like a, you know, I've, I've thought about if it would be better kind of thing. And so to your point, maybe, you know, and I haven't talked to her in a little yeah. bit, but maybe it's like, you know, she's kind of like figuring that out, wait, weaving through it kind of thing. Yeah. She might've made progress with that, you know, because I, I even, I kind of want to bring it back to the dark night of the soul thing. Have you feel like you've experienced that yet or like on your journey um, so far? I guess I'm not really sure what exactly you would mean by it. Uh, let's explain the dark night of the soul. So maybe we're on the same page there. Yeah. So I myself have gone through, I feel like multiple of them. I know some people that just go through one major one along their spiritual journey or spiritual awakening. Um, I feel like the dark night of the soul, everybody might have their own little context of it. But to me, what it means is like, you know, you start becoming aware of all these things, of all of the programming, the beliefs, the conditioning, the generational trauma that you need to heal, like all of these, you know, psychology, all this stuff you start learning and becoming aware of. And then you have these, this period of time or these moments where it kind of completely destroys you, mm. you know, mentally, physically, whatever. Um, and then, you know, some people become really anxious, depressed. Some people have panic attacks. Some people don't eat. Some people, right. um, are just not productive in their day-to-day -day life. They do the bare minimum just to like get through. That could be depression too. But, um, you know, it's just like a period of time where I consider it part of the healing process. I consider it part of the integration of okay. what you're experiencing, um, and part of the acceptance process too, because it really is a hard thing to accept when you're like, man, I just want to live this like happy and joyful and fulfilling life. And now I feel like I have all these blockages in my way, or now I feel like all this happened to me and I can't get there or whatever the thoughts are in your head. Um, but that, that dark night of the soul is so mental. It's, it's all in your head. There's all those blocks only exist right. up in the mind. Okay. So it's a hard so, thing to get through. That's interesting. So I, I'm actually interviewing, well, I don't want to say who or when. Um, I do have friends, let's say, that I'm mm -hmm. aware of what you're talking about, where you get into a, a dark place and then it almost seems like there's no way out. 
I'll, I'll be honest, I am very fortunate yeah. that I never kind of got to that place. Um, what actually happened? Mm-hmm. And some people don't. Some yeah, people coast I, well, through. So, it, so I'll I'll let you know what happened with my little journey. Um, probably started a year ago. It was like December. It would have been no the end of November. So I was telling you about how there's that first girl. So first of all, my life fortunate by all measures, stretch of the imagination. Two parents, you know, they love they love each other. Mm-hmm. I kind of always never really was afraid of anything. I had a very secure growing up. Um, you know, life. You know, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. It. I went to college, you know, it was a very on the outside perspective from the outer world. It's like, you're a white male, you went to college, you had a good playing job, everything was perfect for you, right? You have nothing to complain about kind of thing. So at the, so back to the whole girlfriend, uh, situation I went through where I kept seeing those repeated patterns. Um, what was it after that one girl where it was like everything was like bliss like now i know that everything was bliss in that relationship and you know the fact that i have my traumas i put my you know it just it works the way it does mm-hmm. and um that whole thing essentially fizzled mm-hmm. out and you know it was probably a week or two after that that i met this girl um and for reasons i'm going to keep it ambiguous cuz uh but you, she met this girl and she works with plant medicine and the idea being is that, you know, mm. you, you meet with her, you tell her like what's going on in your life, you know, and I remember I was even like, look, like I have nothing to complain about. I was like, nothing in my life is really bad. Like, yeah, exactly. That's literally what I said. I was like, but you know, like, <laughs> I was like, you know, I, you know, I am yep. interested to hear what you say, you know, so let's meet. We got coffee. Um, kind of talked to her about the whole like girlfriend situation. I was like, yeah, everything was great. And then it wasn't, I didn't understand why, blah, blah, blah. She's like, okay, well, you know, meet, here's your, um, here's your, uh, what are they called? Like mantra. And, you know, we kind of played around with it and whatnot. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, meditate on this for every day, um, up until our, which wasn't hard for me. I meditate before and after bed, uh, or before bed when I wake up. And so, you know, you meditate on it and it brings up all these emotions and, you know, we have our ceremony and, uh, you know, at the end of it, it, it led to, um, I'm going to keep it a little bit ambiguous again to keep some privacy, but I had Mm -hmm. some, let's say sexual trauma from my past where, uh, you know, the, you know, it wasn't like the first time I gave up my virginity or anything, but there was just fondling of nature that I grew up thinking like, okay, I know that was wrong. I know that was something that, you know, I should Mm -hmm. move past or that was something that like was wrong and I shouldn't do. But you know, it, it kind of doesn't work like that. You don't get to just say like, I know that was wrong and move on from it. And so in that ceremony, Mm -hmm. it like, you know, it brought everything forward that, you know, needed to be shown some light on. And I was like, it led to some childhood, uh, what is it, childhood trauma therapy, where, or like where you talk to yourself as a child. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Oh, That's it's, actually really It's helped powerful. me a lot, and so that was the first time I ever did it. Um, so yeah, so I had <laughs> put all my laundry out there. So yeah, that happened, um, and I needed to heal that, which, you know, I obviously, you know, healing is a mm-hmm. weird thing where I think it's like a process, you know, you kind of, you figure it out, Yeah. So that night I was rattled to my core. Like you just, you know, I was crying. Like it was just like emotional, just like 
that was the first time where I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you know, what is reality? Like, (laughs) what did I just experience? Yep. Yeah, so Dark Knight of the Soul is literally that and just extended. I mean, gosh, like, that's fucking crazy. Because to me, I'm lucky it was only one night, Um, you know, but I can only imagine prolonging that. And so, you know, luckily that was my, you know, darkest night of the soul. And then, of course, you know, we've done a a couple more sessions. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, I've, I I think I'm at a point now where I'm able to kind of, I don't want to say figure it out on my own, but I'm able to identify some healing and, you know, there was unworthiness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's some unworthiness. There was some, um, intuition blockages that I've healed. There was, uh, letting go, which was a big aspect that we kind of talked about earlier. And so, yeah, I mean, you, yeah, yeah, I totally can understand that hitting bottom. Um, I, I mean, I think I'm just truly, you know, I'm in a great spot or great spot. I'm very fortunate that I didn't have to endure it much more than 24 to 48 hours after um, the fact. Yeah, that I mean, yeah, I would say that's absolutely lovely. Like, I'm, and a lot of people do that simply just during their shadow work sessions. I consider okay. that to be like a shadow work session, um, and that that happens where that release comes out, and then it's like that block, that roadblock that was there before is already like. 85% of the way cleared out, you know what I mean? And there's like very, very little you need to get through the rest of. Um, but then there's other people who have like extended periods of time of it. I know like I myself had a few of them. Um, especially when you're a really transformational person, like you're always kind of ever evolving. You're, it's like an identity crisis sometimes, you know, like you don't even know who you are anymore sometimes. Um, or even what you want anymore, if you're on the right path, like I've had so many of those moments. And um, actually, just recently, I want to say like, synchronicities and signs from the universe do not pass them up. They are not coincidences. Like, they come through so strong sometimes that you're like, I cannot even deny this one. Like, this is insane. You know, and that happened to me recently. And it was I was reading a book that it, uh, I have some books behind me. I don't know if you can see it, but, uh, one of them, they're held up by like a book stopper. One of them fell over like while I was in here. I'm like, <laughs> all right, uh, I'll look. <laughs> what's going on? I guess I'll buy Yeah. I guess I'll read that yeah. one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean me, I was, you know, I was kind of going through my own stuff at the time and I didn't sure. jump on that initially. And I was on my plane ride back from California and I was reading the book. So real quick, and real quick, was this a couple like, weeks ago the then? First, or like last yeah. week? Yeah. So I got, yeah, I got back from California this past week, actually. Okay, so on we're talking super recent. Tuesday. So I was oh, okay. very recent. Yeah. But the book fell over like okay. probably eight <laughs> months ago. So I did not read yeah. it right away. I did not listen to my team of flight, my spirit team right away. Hopefully they forgive yeah, me for that it's, one. It's a learning experience, um, right? <laughs> but they're allowed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They are loud sometimes. And I had to learn that, like, listen, you need to start listening to them more. And I've had multiple intuitives and multiple friends that also have like really strong intuition tell me like your spirit team, your guys are trying yeah. to talk to you. Yeah, like you're not true. listening, you know? Um I have a few intuition blocks that reading this book, I'm really now realizing that they are probably like it's kind of insane for me to say it, but from like a past life. Sure. Um, 
And I was like, I read the, I'm going to keep mine ambiguous too, just because I'm kind of a private person in some aspects and then others, I'm like, I'll air it out, whatever. Um, (laughs) um, But I was reading the first part of this book and there was something so significant in it that I literally like, I just started crying and I was like, wow, like there, it was not a coincidence that this book kind of just fell over. Because sometimes I'm like, I'll use dis, like discernment a little too much. And I'm like, oh, that, okay, it just fell over. Right. Like, I'm just overthinking it. Um, But no, it's like something greater than yourself is really trying to send these messages well, and, to you. And every time you've had a, a small inkling yeah. of doubt, like, it, it almost just dissipated at that moment. Because I'm like, wow, all this doubt all I have is really blocking me from so much. Like, why am I able, doing that to myself? Cause I, like, I can understand what you're saying and I totally like can relate, cannot specifically relate, but if I was someone listening who mm-hmm. kind of thought this was woo woo, are you able to kind of go into the, mm-hmm. like, and I want to respect your privacy and everything about what you want to talk about, but are you able to yeah. like either think of another situation that's similar or go into a little bit more detail, um, as opposed to just. Oh yeah, you know I'll show the I'll share the detail. I don't think I've ever shared it before on any platform, but <laughs> here we go. Let's do it. <laughs> so, um, this was this happened in 2019. Um, actually, no, I'll start actually at childhood. So when I was a kid, I used to have this reoccurring dream that uh, there was like, actually I think I might have talked about this on Clubhouse. I can't remember. Um, I had this reoccurring dream that I was a young girl. I'm not sure if, like, of my identity. I just know that I was a young female. And there was this, like, house that lived behind mine. uh, And it seemed like there was some sort of woman that lived there that I was very afraid of. Um, And all I can say was the energy kind of felt like witch. Like, that's just what it felt like to me. It was a reoccurring dream. I was, like, so scared of it when I was a kid. Don't, like, have any explanation for it. I never really shared it with my mom or anybody because, like, in my culture, like, that's what's called brujeria, like, witchcraft or, like, um, just maybe they need to take me to church and, like, (laughs) douse me in holy water or something. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, So I never really shared it with anybody because I didn't really feel like anybody would have understood it. Um... And it was just kind of something I kept to myself. So fast forward, I I didn't really have the dream after I would say I was double digits. Um, Didn't really have the dream anymore. And I went to Sedona in 2019. And I went to a psychic. She was amazing. She was tapped in. And um, I went there with my partner. So my boyfriend got read first. Um, She did a mix of intuitive clairvoyant sort of reading and she used instead of tarot cards she used playing cards which i actually loved um and it was like she was super tapped in so she read him first but she kept like looking over at me and she's like i'm sorry like your energy is just really strong right now and i was in there like shaking almost and i don't know why my body was just sort of uncontrollably shaking i didn't have any explanation for it it was just kind of like a heightened energy feeling and i just it felt very weird, but I don't know. I was like, maybe it's just because I'm around her and I'm nervous, but... You couldn't really explain I don't it. know what I would be nervous for. Like, I've... Yeah, like, I've, I've seen psychics before, so whatever. Um, So she's reading for me, 
And she's telling me all this crazy stuff, like stuff I used to do when I was a kid. Um, the fact that I had a huge spirit team with me, like a team of light that has been with me since I was a child. Like there's multiple of them. Um, I'm, I'm very connected to them. And I've done spiritual or quote unquote psychic work in past okay. lives. And I'm like, you know, I'm using my right. discernment here. I'm taking it with a grain of salt. You know, this was still in the beginning. Well, I wouldn't say the beginning of my spiritual journey because I was like already spiritual at that point, but I wasn't super subscribed to the idea that you I had were, like, this dipping huge, your toe like, in the water team or guides like, dipping your toe helping in the water, me. But you hadn't jumped in. I was dipping my toe okay. in that water at that time. Yeah. So when she was telling me this, I'm like, okay, you know, she's like, do you have any questions? And I'm like, actually, yeah, I do. Because, you know, I have these weird dreams. I told her about a few and then... I told her about the one I had as a kid, like this reoccurring dream. And I don't know how the, the term Salem came up, like the okay. Salem witch trials. Um, can't really remember, but I, I was always kind of terrified of that time. Like, I don't even right. like talking about that sort of time, you know? And she's like, yeah, like you had a past life there. Like you need to go to Salem and heal that. <laughs> and I'm like, like, what? <laughs> I don't know about that lady. Like, <laughs> I'm not going there. You know what I mean? But she's like, you see that? Like, there's something there. You yeah. don't want to go. Like, why else would you be that yeah. scared of going? So I'm like, okay, maybe she has a point, but like, I'm going to shake it off. And she's like, well, you need to go there. Sorry, Jennifer. Um, she's probably going to like, well, I don't think oh, she, yeah, God, she's, so. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say it's up to you to go. No, yeah, you you're know. fine. Um, so. Yeah. It is. I think I, I think I will only because it, yeah, I'm, I'm going to continue with the story. So um, I also got my aura photo yeah. taken that day. And um, I went first, got my order, aura photo taken, and my photo is being developed by, um, I think her, she goes by auras by Jamie. She's in the center of the New yeah. Age in Sedona. Go see her if you ever want your aura photo taken. If you want, like, it's interpreted, she's amazing. And she looks at me and she goes, your photo looks like all of the other psychics that work for me. And I was like, nah, right. you know? And she's like, yeah, they're, they're right here. I'll show them to you. And we all have this sort of like arc of light right. over us. And my boyfriend got his taken too. And not to say that he's not sure. intuitive or anything, but he didn't have that same sure. sort of aura. Um, and I was just kind of like, whoa. And she's telling me like very similar things to what my psychic told me the day prior. So I'm just like, I leave that trip with this like whole You're, new like, shaken. understanding and world of, yeah, I was a bit shaken up. Like what is going on? You know, I was just kind of unsure, like of right. what even is <laughs> what was happening. Um, and so to be honest, like I took it, but at the same time I was like, maybe I'm overthinking this. Like right. maybe I'm taking what they said to literally, like you, you right. have that doubt come in. So, you know, fast forward to obviously 2021. Now we're here like eight months ago or so. Um, the book, it's called The okay. Alchemist. Like, like knocked off on my little bookshelf here. Again, I have a book stopper there, so I don't know why it would even fall over. There's no other your team, explanation. Your, your spirit team is just shoving the wall. They're just pounding on it. <laughs> they were nudging me. I get, um, yeah. And I also get angel numbers like all the time, like all the time it's repeating numbers and threes um so it falls over and i kind of take it and i'm like all right somebody wants me to read really? that book you know what i mean um and of course I've, I've been trying to develop my relationship 
with this team of light for a long time. I actually asked for a sign of like their name because my psychic That's told me to like get to know them, get to yeah. know who you're speaking to. I only ever received the the name Theo, and okay, Theo is from my understanding. How did you, like how a, did you receive yeah. Theo? Yeah. How what was the process of like? So. I do a lot of my channelings right now. Um, the only times I've ever been successful are in the states where you're either falling okay, asleep right. or waking up. So the hypnagogic state or the hypnopompic state. Those are the two states that I find for myself really, really easy. And for other people, you can definitely do it. Trust me. And to, um, you're, right, you're and super tapped Before you in. continue, I wanted to point out that in Becoming Supernatural, mm -hmm. he talks about how important those two moments are. And he goes into the, I'm not even going to try, but there's Very. the whole science of like, you can break it down at a scientific level as yep. to what chemicals your body's producing, why this chemical turns into this chemical and yeah. how it gets you into that. Yeah. Yeah. He the does leaves, the entire. And so it. I just wanted to give scientific credence to what you're saying. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That was, yeah. Thank you for that. Um, definitely what you said. Like, I, I know that in that state, I'm either in theta, I think it's theta, um, or maybe moving from theta to alpha into beta again to the conscious mind. So simply all I do is I set an intention either, sorry, um, before I go to sleep or as I'm waking up and I'm not like my body's not necessarily awake yet. I'm kind of setting intentions right. in my head. You know what I mean? Like speaking in my, in my head and asking for something and i've like done channelings for other people that I'll, I'll kind of give them like a metaphoric message and they're like well i actually took that very literally because it's actually yeah. happening in my life you know and i'm like whoa like and right. i actually saw it in my mind like a clairvoyance you know what i mean so um, i guess that's like a muscle i'm sort of practicing right now and kind of trying to clear out any intuitive blockages but um so i asked for it before I went to sleep, I was like, you know, who am I speaking to? Like, do you guys have a name? I'm being told to like get to know you guys more. I want to develop a stronger connection with you. I feel like we should start with that. Um, you know, I, I I think I wrote it down and I put it underneath my pillow and then I went to sleep. Woke up and I didn't receive anything in those states or in my dreams or anything. So I was like, okay, maybe it's not time yet. Maybe I'm not ready yet. Maybe they just sure. don't want to share their identity with me yet. That's totally fine. Like, you know, this is a work sure. in progress. Well, I'm driving on the road to leave my house. I forget where I was going. I'm at the light that I'm always at. And in front of me, a license plate just says Theo, T-H-E-O. And I'm like, hmm, okay, well, let me look up what Theo is. I'm like, I don't think that's an archangel because okay. I know some of the archangel names like Raphael and Gabriel and all them. I'm like, I've never heard of Theo. So let me look it up. Well, then I end up finding that there is another channeler or intuitive who channels a angel group named Theo. Um, her name is, oh my God, I'm going to draw a blank on her name. I think it's Sheila Gillette. Come back to it. Oh, I just saw a light orb. I think I'm right. um, <laughs> should I yeah. look her? Should I look it up? I should I look it up to see if we could verify it? <laughs> How do you spell it? Yeah, um, I think it's Sheila. Um, S H E I L A, and I think it's Gillette, like the razor. Look for the orb. G I L L E T. E maybe. Yeah. What would I? What would I search? Like Sheila Gillette Theo group. Theo group, Theo? yeah. Theo. Theo group? Theo group? Theo. 
Theo group, Let's I see. think. T-H-E-O. Uh, T-H-E-O, the group. Would it be like a... She has like a few episodes on Gaia too. If you guys watch Gaia, it's like the Netflix for spirituality. She has a few episodes on there where she's actually channeling Sh- them. Sheila and Marcus Gillette? Oh, you got yeah, the light yeah, orb. Yeah. All right, plus one yep. for light orbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Points. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it was her. And mind you, I had no knowing of this woman or the group Theo. Like, I had knowing of archangels, but never of a group okay. named Theo. So, again, I was like, okay, I'm overthinking it. Like, maybe I'm just getting too ahead of myself. Like, that that doubt started to come in, you know? Um. And I sort of just kind of brushed it off from then on. Like, I took note of it, and I even, like, I told a few of my friends and my partner and stuff. But I was just like, okay, you know, like, I'll just move on with my life kind of thing and whatever. You know what I mean? Um, But I think, again, like, that intuitive blockage is definitely coming from somewhere. So I'm intentionally, I, like, started packing my bag for California. So this is now. I went to California from August 25th, 2021, to August... 31st 2021 um and I was gonna bring the book with me it's on my shelf but I was like you know I don't want to overpack things like I'm just gonna download it on audiobook because I have it on my phone and I'll listen to it on the plane like I'll download the book and all that um I didn't end up listening to it on the way there because we kind of had like a nighttime flight so I wanted to sleep so I wasn't like too jet lagged and on the way back it was actually going to be nighttime here on the east coast so I didn't want to sleep on the plane so that I wouldn't mess up my my sleeping schedule so I'm listening to it and it's it's an interesting like layout of a book because it's more of a story that kind of just like makes you have a lot of epiphanies and realizations it's not set up like any of the other spiritual books like becoming supernatural or breaking the habit of being yourself or any of those or metaphysical books I should say um but there he the main character meets this old man and you know, he's, like, reluctant reluctant around this old man. Like, he doesn't even want to talk to him or anything. And then he ends up, you know, speaking to him. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm the king of Salem. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and there it there is. Like, popping up in my reality again. I was and like, and here, we go. here they are. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, like, maybe this is why that book was, like, falling off my shelf. And, like, it just, everything sort of at that moment was just kind of, like, holy crap like i feel like you're yelling at me at this point like go to salem like heal all this past life stuff and maybe get a past life regression like you know like (laughs) uh no (laughs) well because i told you like i'm i'm kind of terrified and i have no problem with witches i have no problem with witches i think it's just what happened at that time um, and my psychic did mention something about, like, I maybe possibly have been burned at the stake, you know, because I was also practicing. And um, I also actually oh, have, used to have dreams as a kid when I was in a room with a lot of other women, like almost like in this circle sort oh, of yeah. like group. So I don't know if there was like a ritual going on or like anything, Damn. but I didn't feel like it was out of bad intention. The circle? It was the never out of, bad, out of intention. bad intention. Yeah, like, I felt like I was there with, honestly, a lot of people that are in my reality now, like, people I'm close to, people I have great relationships with, um, and it didn't feel evil. I wasn't scared of that particular dream. Never of that one. It was more so the woman that lived behind me. It was the woman that lived behind you. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, so that was kind of the trippy experience. But when I was reading the book and then, you know, the the pages that sort of followed up from that gave me, like, big realizations and just these, like, these messages of, like, you just need to listen. Like, th there's no coincidences going on here. These are all purposeful messages for you. Whatever your divine purpose is, like, keep following that path. Do not give up because I'll be honest with you, like, there's... I've been on social media and YouTube for a long time. There's been times where I really struggle with sure. consistency and content. And, you know, I just have this perfectionist thing in me where I'm like, I can't put out a piece of content until, like, I'm the master right. at that or I know everything about that subject and just all these things, you know. And I just – I am working through getting rid of all of that. Like, if I receive something, I just need to sit down, record a quick video, record a quick podcast, and just release. post it. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to be this, yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be this huge, perfect production, Tierra. Like, it, it just can be its own thing and just put it out for the people that need to hear it at and that time, you know? And I think time, it does, because you know? I can relate um, to that. Like, there was, um, I, I made some, yeah. like, DJ mixes. Um, so I'm going to plug my SoundCloud, so go check out my nice. SoundCloud if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there was nice. one um, DJ mix I did, and maybe two. One of them was actually, it's uh, one of my buddies actually like writes music. Uh, his name's Don Kin, is his uh, artist name. And I mm -hmm. made an entire mix of his songs. And it was like, um, it was a mix of all the songs. I like went through all the songs, there's like 10 of them. And I like put them in a certain order of how mm -hmm. I thought they sounded and felt good and like flowed and everything. Well, I it left it up for maybe, you know, a couple weeks, but then like that perfectionist in me was like, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't like how like these transitions. When you're a DJ, you can hear all the minute things. You're like I'm I like, do ah, I don't thing. really like it. And I took it down. Mm -hmm. And then like a week later, mm -hmm. um, I was talking I was at a music festival and I was talking to my brother's friend and he was like, dude, like I really love like, you know, the way that you write all the descriptions in it and you know, like this and I love this. And even that one mix that you made with that kid who you were like, because I wrote in the description, I like just listening to one artist at a time sometime, get their vibe. And so I put that like in the description and yeah. the kid was like, I really like that mix too. And I was like, oh shit, man, I took it down. <laughs> it took it down. <laughs> and he was like... He's like, oh, like, why'd you do that? I was like, well, I didn't really, like, I got in my head about, you know, whatever it is, whether it's like insecurity or, you mm -hmm. know, whatever you have. I was like, yeah. you know, I ended up taking it down and then I felt like shit after that. I ended up putting it back up. So it is up there. It yeah. is up there. It's uh, more Don Kin, please. Nice. Yeah. And I'm I even messaged him up. too. I was like, man, like, I don't know if you were looking for that mix, but like, you know, I was going through some shit. Like, it's up there now. Here's the link. And he's like, dude, I love that mix. Like, blah, blah, blah. I was yep. like, shit. Yeah, I know. I fucked up. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, yeah. I can totally relate. I do the same thing. Like, there's times I don't even sit down to film a video. I have so many concepts of videos written out and scripted and all of that. And I'm like, I need to stop doing that too. Like, Nothing needs to be scripted. No. I can just sit there and consciously talk to the camera and just. That's what this is. Just do it. I mean, it that's really what this just is, comes right? down to that. Yeah. I just have like an idea for how yeah. that's. And I love that you're doing that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes it raw. It makes it more natural. Like you're. I was just going to say that. Like I listened to your first episode and you talked a little bit about that. And I'm like, that's exactly the, dir the direction I'm oh, going yeah. in. And then I'm like, oh, look yeah. how it manifested. I'm already on a podcast yeah. with, Here we are. you know, um, having a, like an amazing conversation. Oh, I'm glad you're so. enjoying it. This is, yeah, it's going well. But yeah, let's keep it going. Um, but yeah.
Uh, yeah. Shit, where do we go? See, you can't, you can't like, you can't, I'm, pack, <laughs> I'm patting myself on the back. <laughs> where do we <laughs> where go, go from, from witches? witches? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah. Have you had any of those experiences yet? Like where you kind of felt like maybe this is from something I'm not aware of Here, or haven't healed yeah, from this yet? This is actually maybe something we could talk about is like signs, symbols, numbers. Because uh, this is something that I yeah. am. Yeah, well, synchronicities are just, I, yeah, that, that's real. I've had way too many synchronicities to even start. Um, mm -hmm. And so where I'm at, though, is, <clears throat> excuse me, is like, uh, you know, numbers and symbols. I'm, I, like, if I had to say yeah. where I'm at in my journey, there's like, I, I believe that there's something with numbers and symbols, but I'm not, like, sure how, what to do with them, per se. Like, um, I know, so yeah. in Pittsburgh, the number 412 is our area code. So I have like a huge like affinity to it. And so I just kept seeing whenever I was kind of on this like centered path, probably over the last year or so, um, I would keep seeing the number 412 pop up, you know, just, you know, just all these things. And so I started, and even just in weird places, like I would be like driving and I never look at house numbers, but the one house number I would look at would be 412 or... Yeah, or there'd be a sticker yeah. and it's in like this like weird braille and it says 412 in the middle of San Diego. I'm like, what? Like, who the fuck is like, wow. you know what I mean? And so, uh, <laughs> yeah. It was in my head right now. <laughs> and someone following me around with these stickers, like, you know, and there was no ad, there was no advertising <laughs> on them either. It was just like this weird, like geometric mm -hmm. 412. And I'm just like, look, man, like, I don't know what to do with it. Like, you know, so mm -hmm. I'm at that point where it's like, yeah, like, yeah, what does this like, even mean? You know, so I'm at a weird, and maybe this is something you're able to explain a little bit more. So, like, I'm at a weird spot where I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, is there, like, a symbol that I pick that, like, puts me on the right path? And I'm like, okay, if I see the symbol, that means this. Do I have certain symbols I set for, oh, like, yeah. if I see a microphone around or something, then it's like, I should be podcasting or, you know, are certain numbers Ooh, mean something? You know what I mean? One. So I guess that's kind of where I'm mm -hmm. at in that whole space of symbols and numbers. Yeah. I mean, so I feel like there's two different ways they kind of come about. They come about like intentionally. Okay. So um, something I used to do a lot in my readings when um, I do birth chart readings. Um, also, I've done a lot of tarot, just straight intuitive readings, but I still mix tarot into my birth chart readings and oracle cards. And I have this deck of, it's just animals, like animal spirit totems and stuff. And I give that to people. I pull one so that I'm like, if you see a crow or if you see a frog in your dreams or in your everyday present reality, just know you're on the right path. Like that's a synchronicity to exactly what we're talking about. You're doing the work. You're, you know, this, that, and the third. Um, and I do it for myself a lot too. Like I will say, you know, I'm going to pull this card. If I see a panther in my dreams in regards to this situation, then I know this is, this is a yes or this is a no. And it happens like I kid you not like I'll, I'll have a dream and boom a panther's in there actually it happened a few times in one week panther I was scrolling on my feed I saw um, somebody had like a panther tattoo on their oh. arm that I've yeah. never seen before in my life it was just somebody that popped up on my feed and I'm like oh there yeah. it is again um, so I do that you know you can do it intentionally and ask for specific things so that you know for sure okay. like this is not a coincidence like I literally asked for right. this you know um, so you could do that, but then it also kind of comes about like with the numbers, like how you're seeing, 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 and saying, <laughs> sorry, I get excited and I can't okay. freaking talk. I love the energy. I always do that. Um, 
Um, so, you know, like where something calls your attention to just like look to the right and then boom, you see 412. Okay. Or, you know, yeah, just, you know, stuff like that happens to me all the time. License plates, receipts, anything you can think of. Um, I... I would say lately I've been seeing, when I was in California, I saw a lot of 777s. Um, here, home, well, I see a lot okay, of 444s Real quick, what, and are, like, the sevens? what is that? I don't, what is that supposed to mean? So, so this is, yeah, so like, I guess we can kind of touch on that because you were like, what do, what do these even right. mean, right? So when you receive angel numbers, I've heard it explained well, okay, to me a few let me stop different you real ways. Quick. Angel um, numbers are just, what, yeah. three repeating of the same number? They can be that, or they can be the, the numbers that are significant to you okay. personally. So 412 to you is technically gotcha. a, an angel number because what I have um, discovered is that our spirit teams or our higher source or the universe, whatever you want to refer it to it as, um, they speak to us in either metaphoric gotcha. ways or in sort of vibrational frequency ways and because each number has a certain value or vibrational frequency they kind of use that as a tool like a communication tool a lot of the times because they think like oh this is this makes sense to us in our language and to them in the same way um because energy doesn't really have a right. language right. if you think about it, it just is. if we're speaking to someone that's in a yeah it's it just says it just is so if we're speaking to someone on a higher mm -hmm. vibrational frequency or a higher dimension, let's just say, um, they don't really speak English. Right. You know what I mean? So they can't just come down and be like, hey, Clinton, <laughs> like, this is what you need yeah, to do. <laughs> you don't get that. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, you're going to either, like, receive it in your dreams as, like, a metaphor or, like, an animal that means something to you. Or maybe you're driving in your car and you turn to the left or right and you see a specific number value that means something to you, too. Or, you know, 412 means something to you. Um, so anytime you see the numbers, I've heard it explained to me a few different ways. Yeah. It either, you could look at it from the sort of astrological perspective of every number being correlated to like a different planetary energy. So one being connected with the energy of the sun and your identity and individuality, um, two being emotions, the moon, um, your feelings, your interconnectedness, your balance, because two is like kind of the scales or duality. Sure. Um, three being Jupiter, and then so on and so forth. You guys can look it up. <laughs> I don't want to waste anybody's time here. But, you know, you can yeah. look it up. There's Each number is correlated to a planet and an energy. So if I see 333, then I know like, okay, Jupiter, like higher knowledge, connected to, connectedness to a higher source. Okay. Um you know, three, three, three added up is nine. I know nine is an ending of a cycle. Like, you okay. know, you can kind of interpret it that way. Um, or it kind of can just be like whatever you're thinking at the time. So I have a friend actually that lives in California. Um, he's an artist and he, anytime he sees one of those numbers, he kind of returns back to himself and is like, okay, what was I just thinking at that moment when I saw that number? You know, okay. that that's that sign for me. Um, and then another way is whatever that number means to you personally. So 412, for example, if you correlate that with like home right. or family, um, that could, you know, mean like return home, return back to the, yourself, you know, the, the one, something like so that. Say that. The one, uh, whenever I was yeah. talking about the house, when I was like, I never look for house numbers and I saw it. 
it was whenever I was helping my brother move yeah. into his place at Hermosa Beach, I saw the 412. Oh yeah, my gosh. it was like passing by. And you were talking about craziness with numbers. My apartment mm-hmm. number, my house number in San Diego, I had no idea that it was this number, but it ended up being my dad's birthday. Like he came, oh, yeah, wow. he came and he was like, he like looked at my like street address. He was like, huh. He's like, that's my birthday. I was like, no, it's not. He's like, yeah. I was like, holy shit, it is. Like, you know, so. Yeah. That's funny how that works out. You know, I also see patterns. Like if you ever look at the house numbers of all the houses you ever lived in in your life, they are either all very similar or the same, or they have different energies every time you lived in those houses. You ever noticed that? No, I've never paid attention to it. Like with numerology. I've never paid attention to it. Yeah. So with numerology, they say the house number that you're in or whatever the numbers add up to. Okay. has that effect or has that energy on your house interesting so i live in the in a four house i'm in a four house right now So four is a lot about 22 oh my god okay so 22 i lived in a 22 house too before this one okay and it was it was still a four house (laughs) (laughs) all right so what does a what does a four house mean break my mind more (laughs) so well it's great because 22 is actually a master number with was what they call okay. it in numerology and with angel numbers and stuff um so it has the the double energy of the two being of the moon and of balance and harmony and peace and emotions and feelings okay. so you probably maybe feel a lot about of that in your house like there's a lot of that energy but being added up to the number four it's a lot about building stability Um, Because you're at almost the halfway point between one and nine, right? So you're building stability. You're getting there. It's like the halfway point. Um, It's also connected to the planetary. Well, I'm going to say quote unquote planetary energy because the north node in astrology, Rahu, is it's not a planet. It's a point at which it's calculated from the nodes of the moon. Um, so, you know, because the moon has like this magnetic pull on the earth, it's this whole science, but, um, sure. Rahu is like a lot about it's, it's considered the dragon's head. So there's a lot of intense energy there. It's about like devouring and sometimes it can manifest as like this insatiability. Like you have to keep going for whatever you're striving for. Cause it's like, you're, you're never fully satisfied. Um, but that's like the shadow side to that energy. The light side is like the peace and the balance and the harmony of it. So it's a little bit of a mixture of both of like continuously yeah. striving, but being everything balanced. has duality. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, for sure. But interesting. If you notice that, they also say I've heard that people in four houses can kind of get um, a little lazy, which I have seen before, which is interesting. Okay. But I guess that's, that's like because weird... of um, maybe you get burnt yeah. out. I think it's mostly burnout i think that's what it is like once you get burned out and then you kind of just get set in and you know you don't really feel like doing anything right for a while because you've been so like insatiably like going towards what you want and then you're like oh okay i'm tired yeah. you know what i mean you need that period <laughs> of relaxing and it's been like such a yeah and that's something that i've actually realized in my life with where like you know the last year i've been just tearing apart maybe not even, wouldn't even really call it spirituality the entire time, but just like interpersonal work. And it's just like, I would hit these points where I like wouldn't read for like a month or so. And I'm like, fuck, like I really want to read, but Mm -hmm. it's like, you don't, you need that time to kind of sit, reflect, like absorb everything that's kind of just come into you. Um, yeah. Let it integrate to act out something I wanted to kind of get to here. Um, that I'm thinking about, right. 
is is how does so there's all these different things there's astrology that you know your moon sign can tell you something your jupiter sign your you know your rising sign your sun sign you have this numbers on your house like they tell you something it's like Mm -hmm. to me i feel like you know how much of it is it and this is kind of my like counter person coming in to try to you know speak Mm -hmm. for the people that are screaming like you guys are insane um (laughs) (laughs) is you have all these things that point to who you are what you are what you're doing at some level do those start to conflict with each other like you know if my house sign is this but my sun sign is that or i'm looking for a sign to do this but in reality i'm doing that is it is it maybe that i'm disconnected from the universe if that's occurring or i guess you know how do you sit back and you're like, well, all these things are happening. You know, you have the Chinese calendar, which, you know, you can say, mm-hmm. I could, you could argue, it's like, well, maybe you're just looking into it. Like when I read the thing for the, you know, my sun sign, when I read it for Aries, it's like, well, you know, I identify with 90% of them and the other 10% aren't me kind of thing. Or it's like, you know, mm-hmm. this sign counteracts this sign. Like I've never sat down and fully analyzed it, but I feel like at some level they have to mm-hmm. kind of you know, be butting heads and not be congruent. They do. Yeah. Oh yeah, they do. Um, so if you get really into astrology, um, and that honestly, if you do, you can go to an astrologer and it's great, but I really, really encourage people to dive in deeper into their own chart and try to understand it because it can be used as an amazing tool for self-discovery and self-development. Once you understand the basics of the house meanings, the planetary meanings, and the sign meanings, you can dissect like your entire existence just within that little map. You know what I mean? Um, But as far as all of it being connected, I definitely see parallels a lot of the time, which is interesting. Um, Or just kind of repeating patterns. Like I said, like I've lived in either two or four houses like my entire life. Um, So you kind of see that pattern playing out. But if you see something that's like not conflicting with one another, it's it's honestly you can a lot of times find it in your birth chart. It's very really? interesting because even in your birth chart, there's what's called aspects and aspects are the planets relationships to each other. So if you have your Mars conflicting with your Mercury, okay. then the way you take action is probably conflicting with how you communicate with people or how you think, you know what I mean? Um, or that's maybe it just a challenge for you constantly reoccurring in your life. Um, so you, you'll kind of, you'll kind of get to know a lot more about that once you dive deeper into like astrology and stuff like that, which can honestly take a long time. Like I've been a, right. a astrologer for, oh my God, I don't even really know how long. Cause I, I kind of just started diving into it and studying it just for right. fun. And then I have one of a good friend of mine, like her and I would analyze people's charts that we knew we would analyze each other. We would read for each other all the time. Then we started reading for people and you know, it's amazing how it really, you can almost see everything in somebody's chart. It's a map of your entire existence for real. So that, yeah, that's Um, crazy. That's crazy to think about. So this now leads us back to the conversation of, do you have free will versus is everything planned out though? Yep. So now, yeah, that's is that might be like in my opinion where I get to is like the most metaphysical question of all, right? Like uh, maybe mm-hmm. and so here's where I'm at with it is that you have free mm-hmm. will to do whatever you want, 
but the world isn't mm-hmm. going to flow and feel natural if you're going against the universe or your internal God. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's, oh, that's honestly how, how I'm understanding oh, it right now. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's an it's a reoccurring uh, question that pops up for me, and I love asking people's perspective of it because even everybody kind of understands it in right. a different way and a different perspective, which I love. Um, and I'm very like I live my life kind of very philosophically. Like if I can learn something from someone, I, I've enjoyed the conversation. Right. Like this one, oh, I sure. mean, it was just you know it took so many avenues. I'm just like I love yeah. this. Um, <laughs> So, in a sense, I guess, how would I put this? Hmm. Sorry, okay. I'm losing my train of thought. There's so many different ways that you can really dissect talking it. talking about free will versus, um, you know, how you have to follow the universe, right? Like, to, to kind of get yeah. you back on track, it's just like, you know, you have your birth chart, which arguably you can map out everything i even saw you were talking about using like your moon and birth chart to manifest which yeah i'm like trying to think about it how to like i've been told so many things that i'm like what do i want to subscribe to right now because i don't, don't want to ever like you don't know oh i don't i for <laughs> sure don't know I, I don't know all the yeah, answers yeah point blank period um but well, what, so, fe- what feels okay, the most right to I'll you i'll put it this way yeah i'll put it this way the way i understand it right now currently because i'm sure it's sure. gonna change um your again your ascendant or your first house your ascendant sign how i understand it is mostly how you identify with yourself of course but how you behave it's like the way you take action some i mean that could be considered other things in the chart too but that's the moment that you chose to incarnate your rising sign is literally based off of the time so it'll map out the entire rest of your chart if you're in aries rising for example every other house in your chart is going to be based on being in aries rising if you're a cancer rising same thing it's every other house and area of your life in your chart is going to be based on you being a cancer rising so the fact that you chose to reincarnate as that particular rising sign says so much about your personality and how you behave. Okay. Um, As in more important than your yeah. sun And then sign, of course, right? absolutely. Okay. Um, th- that's a very like, I'm glad you brought that up because I don't wanna get too off track, but- well, There is no track, so don't worry. I know in the West, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, this topic for me, like always kind of like, uh, how do I wanna, you know, explain this? But so the Western uh, viewpoint of it, is that your sun signs like major right. like it's the end all be all this is like it sure you know that was how it's i got so introduced not. to it like yeah. i yeah and everybody does yeah. which is totally fine um but like i said you chose to reincarnate as your ascendant sign because that was the astrological sign that was rising from the east to the west okay if you chose to be born two hours after that time you'd have a totally different personality really Like, that's just it. And everything, like, your personality makes up your personal reality, like Dr. Joe Dispenza talks a lot about in Becoming Supernatural. So if you didn't have that particular personality, you'd have a completely different destiny. Right. You know? So I guess that's kind of what I was trying to say. I'm glad I actually just said that because... (laughs) You got that. I was like, how do I... Yeah, I was like, how do I, like, break this down in a way that, like, the the people playing devil's advocate are like, what... Is she talking about? Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, your personality is definitely based a lot on your ascendant sign, but definitely also off of your moon sign. So if I'm looking at somebody's chart or if you're looking at your own birth chart, if I were to rank which ones have the most effect on, I'm, I want to kind of toggle between personality and life for a second. The ones that have the most effect on your personality, I feel, are your moon first, then your ascendant, and then your sun. Okay, so it's number That's three. That's kind of how I would rank them yeah. personally. Sure. Yeah. If, if we're talking about life and how your destiny kind of plays out, I'm going to say ascendant, then moon, then sun. Okay. So they're kind of interchangeable, life, but ascendant sign and moon sign are very important. And life as in, um, life in as in like what you're going to create, what you're going to do, if you're going to lead people, if you're going to be a follower uh, or are you. Yeah. So I'll just use this as a quick example. Sure. Um, and of course things like the thing with astrology is so much can change based off the placements and planets, but, uh, do you know your rising sign? Um, I have that co-star app. I could look it up real quick. Okay. Um, I'll use mine just really sure. quick as an example and then we'll use yours. Sure. So I actually practice the Vedic sidereal system of astrology only because I found tremendous accuracy with okay. it. Um, and there's just a lot of things that resonate and I use a timing system, um, called Mahadashas, um, which are based off of Vedic teachings and they you can definitely see as soon as your life takes a huge shift like never before you've most likely are in a new planetary time period which is a completely different topic but um so in vedic and sidereal astrology i'm a cancer rising okay so you know based off of your rising sign that determines all of your different houses and what astrological signs rule those houses so for me my 10th house is then ruled by the sign of Aries. So your 10th house has a lot to do with your job, your purpose, your career. So being ruled by a Mars sign and being ruled by Aries, being very like individual and about your, your sense of self and taking action. Um, I have very entrepreneurial spirit, yeah. you know, like that's just what it is. If I was born as a Leo rising, then my 10th house would be Taurus. Okay. So that would manifest completely differently being ruled by Venus. Well, I think that might, well, um, that is, so that's a perfect uh, segue. Um, yeah. So, you know, and here, and this might be a good like testament to what you're saying with everything, because the majority of the people who are listening to this mm -hmm. podcast at this point probably already know me. Mm -hmm. um, so let's, let's start there. My ascendant sign is Leo and my moon sign is Libra. Oh, okay. So Leo, so Taurus is ruling your 10th house. So being ruled by Venus, of course you would want to look where Venus is in your chart. Um, but Taurus is very, um, it's about your material possessions. It's very practical because it's an earth sign and it's fixed. Okay. So chances are you liked stability, probably some sense of stability when it comes to your job. Um, and that can change. So, like if you're like I said, I use the sidereal system. So that system's actually going to bring your entire chart back 24, I think 23 or 24 and a half degrees. Okay. So you might be a cancer rising as well, because I'm a Leo rising as well in um, tropical astrology, okay. which is probably what you're using if you're looking in co-star. Actually, so. I think they use a different 
house system, but... Um, well, it says Venus is in my ninth I'm gonna... house, so I'm not sure... Ninth house? Yeah. Okay, so ninth house is actually, like, higher knowledge. It's very spiritual house, actually. Yes. Um, higher teachings, travel as well. No. Um, so I don't know if... Well, you said you're moving, moving to Brazil, to Brazil right? yeah. <laughs> there you there's go. There's a connection. Um, yeah, there's a connection. Twelfth house is actually a lot of foreign travel, too. Um, so you'll see a lot of the patterns play out in your birth chart. Like, the more you understand it, the more it sort of comes to life. Um, and also Taurus is a lot of financial, like monetary stuff. So, um, a lot of times I feel like depending on the Venus sign, people that do have a Taurus ruled 10th house tend to have had like a pretty stable income or stable job for the majority of their life. And then depending on what planetary period they're in, where their Venus is placed, right. like, and also what transits are going on currently they might take a complete shift in what they're doing in life and um but it really like depends on that right and so i want to i want to speak for the the people who might not be fully buying in yet how in your belief mm -hmm. how much of this is mm -hmm. well you told me and so now i just see it everywhere so therefore it is versus well it just is you know like and i hear that and this is kind of this could tie into kind of tie into this can kind of tie into a manifestation topic where you know, people agree mm -hmm. roughly, like if you think red car, you see a red car, you know? And so, yeah. I, you know, I, it's kind of hard for me to have this conversation because I'm kind of on the other side of it almost, but you know, to speak mm -hmm. for the people that are still trying to figure it out, right? Like how much of it is, well, you know, this app on my phone just said, Hey, you travel and you are traveling. So, you know, it's, you know, a coincidence. You probably saw it before or something. And so you're just are like, yeah. how do you, yeah. and maybe two questions. One, what would you kind of say to that? And two, how do you disprove that? It's really hard because people do think it's a pseudoscience. Um, and I guess astrology in a sense, it probably hasn't had enough studies to be right. proven, you sure. know, I really highly suggest if somebody really wants to debunk it, follow your own birth chart and the patterns of your life and what has happened already and follow it for a little bit longer and see if you see anything like but you really have to understand it so that's the hard part about it um i would say see a qualified astrologer if you really want to debunk it but as far as everything else here's an idea what do you, what do you think about this what if you, mm -hmm. you see what it's saying, right? And you try to act as if the mm -hmm. complete opposite is true. Like go against, completely go against oh. the grain and see if you're using your free will. Well, yeah. Use your free will, do the exact opposite and see if it creates this discontinuity in your life and it makes life more or less difficult. It could, or it could have what I've feel like I've been analyzing lately Sure, is it, it could be of the fact that at that moment it was meant for you to sort of because you already have this makeup of being a debunker or a what's the other word for it like when you're trying to um uh conspiracy theorist like prove something wrong um, skeptic like skeptic yeah. sure like if you're already like if it's already part of your personal makeup and your personality to be a skeptic then it was probably already mapped out and destined and fated for you to take those steps with your own free will. Right. So what I've been observing like lately is that fate and free will are almost one and the same. 
It's a very complicated Whoa. way of looking at it. I'm going to have to think about that for a second. <laughs> yeah. <But that's> <laughs> no, seriously. Like, I've been, I've been kind of pondering it lately. I think one of the best practices, too, I probably should add this in there because I totally understand how people can look at this and be like, all right, it's complete bullshit. Like, whatever. Um, it's easy to do You have to, to become... Too. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but um, Dr. Joe Dispenza also talks about this in the book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. You have to move from being subjective or being the subject of your reality to being objective right. and more observant and really, you know, take yourself almost out of it and be like, okay, why is this happening? Why am I choosing this right now? Like you almost have to question everything. Right. And it's because, you know, well, because I have this sort of personality and maybe that was because I was raised by these type of parents and this, that, and the third. Well, guess what? I can look at your birth chart and tell you exactly how your parents were. Right. Yeah. You know, based off of your moon sign and your sun sign or your fourth house and your ninth house. So everything is literally in your birth chart. Like I always kind of describe the planets as the, the people or the like, things that are triggered in your chart okay like i've kind of been taught that they are like the who's and the what's of your life okay and then the houses are like where this is happening what area of life is this happening in okay that's interesting i mm-hmm. very i mean it's very complicated stuff oh yeah but... i mean you're going over my head and it mm-hmm. yeah and, and it's such a rabbit hole <laughs> too right i remember in that it very much oh, is it, it, and i remember re- watching that video you were talking about and this is going to sound crazy, but that manifesting with the moon uh, video you did. Yeah. It's like I got to a certain yeah. point where I stopped being able to understand. But right before that point, mm-hmm. you said something like, well, we could get into like the degrees and like, you know, what you should be truly doing here and yeah. here and here. And I'm just like, holy shit. Like, I, this is so too much for me. There's so many layers to it. <laughs> it just yeah, that's like, why unfolding. I had to take a moment. I'm like, all right. You know, like. like studying it for so long you have such this deep understanding and some things just kind of come to me like oh yeah like venus of this and you can taurus that and blah 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 and i have to like bring myself back down to like when i was first learning about this to really be able to deliver it in a way where it's consumable and then when you're like layering a subject like fate versus free will right on top of that like i know it can be so um it just can be hard to consume like that sort of uh idea it becomes a lot for sure. Well, um, but that's why, like, I mean, a spiritual journey in itself is really diving into your inner world, like right. diving into who you are. And that's right. why I think your birth chart and using the absolute moment that you were born, that you were that you chose to take your first breath and reincarnate on this earth. It's like a map. Right. Like, it, it is a literal map for you. It's, it, and, and I think what you're touching on, you kind of, but I think it should be more, and here's a great way I think for people to take this, what we've all just, we've been talking about here um, is to literally just analyze your life, like as objectively mm-hmm. as you're saying, as you possibly can and try to, yeah. you know, orientate, see what's going on, what patterns are like continuously happen, you know, is it something I need to figure out yeah. that's traumatic in my life that is inflicting on this. It it takes a level of like awareness. Uh, I believe meditation. It takes a level of just meditation. uh, Meditation's huge. hundred percent. If you don't meditate, meditate five minutes a day. uh, It'll change your life. At least, at least I well, small baby steps, right? (laughs) 
I, yeah, baby, yeah, baby steps. steps. If you're already like, I know for some people they're like, I cannot just sit there and uh, not do anything and yeah. not think about anything. Like, how can I do that? And just trust me, it. I understand. I know, but you just have to do. Well, it. I got to a point. And this is going to sound crazy, and not to intimidate people who have never manifest or meditated, but I'll do mm -hmm. like very long meditations now, where I'll go for like an hour. And I swear, it's mm -hmm. so bizarre. It, I like love doing it now. Like I absolutely find yeah. so much just peace and just enjoyment Bliss. from just doing nothing for an yeah. hour. It's so, <laughs> I, <laughs> we could go down that rabbit hole, but I, I want to, yeah. you keep, you keep bringing up uh, incarnation, reincarnation. And yeah. this is something that yeah. I've been thinking about a lot recently. So, you know, you keep bringing up uh, like when you chose to reincarnate or you were saying like, uh, you said a couple other things, but that was the big one that was sticking out mm -hmm. when you chose to reincarnate. Mm -hmm. Now, in my experience where I am at with this whole conversation is, um, you know, there's, I believe there's something after this physical reality period. Um, yeah. you know, uh, I've had a, too many experiences in my own life, whether, uh, psychedelically induced or sober induced the, that they're just, mm -hmm. or just hearing stories about people who have died and come back. Like, too much things have pointed in my direction that, you know, there's something after this, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so where I'm at, you know, and I've had this reincarnation conversation with somebody before is like, well, what's the in-between stage? What's that like, you know, it's not like I, I have a hard time believing, right? If I die, it's not like I'm just going to instantly appear in a cricket that's in the middle of being born or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. it's that in-between stage where I'm kind of caught up on. Like, I do believe at some level, like, yeah. you know, we are, you know, we've done this before. We're doing it again. All of this shit's happening now. But like, you know, there's this maybe being reincarnated in the physical world, which then leads credence to, and maybe I'm going a little too far here, but I just, I want to get this all out there where okay, how many quote-unquote spirits are there, right? Because if we're talking mm -hmm. about spirits yeah. inhabit every single living thing, which, I guess, well, that's what I believe, I guess. I'm projecting what I believe. Yeah. Um, so that means that there has to be at least one in every tree. There has to be at least one in every mm -hmm. insect, which there are trillions of in this world. There has to be one in every mm -hmm. human for sure. So not to mention <laughs> extraterrestrials, which we... Ooh, yeah. whole other topic. <laughs> Oh, that's, that has, we can get there too. Yeah, we can, yeah, maybe that's a lot for this conversation, but point being is, is <laughs> point being is, is like, are there infinite spirits in reality? So I'm still in that, like, what's the in-between stage in your mind, your opinion yeah. or what you've experienced in, yeah, you in my belief? Yeah. Like yeah, how many are there question. or like, what's that in-between stage? Yeah, that's, that's an awesome question. Um, to be honest, the only way I can sort of reference this back to something, because, you know, we always kind of have to do that as humans sure. to understand a concept, right. is I kind of think back to Nikola Tesla's uh, philosophy of everything is just energy vibrating at a different frequency. Right. And er energy cannot be created nor destroyed, just transformed or transferred. So... You're right. There, there might be a, a spirit in the tree. I, I for sure believe that there is a spirit in the frog and in the flowers. And you know, that's especially how I know ancient civilizations understood it to be. Right. Especially, 
Um, and I think it just sort of takes form in different ways. I don't think that there's a cap to how much energy is out there or how it's physically being manifested or anything or what dimensional plane it's being manifested on because right. that's like a whole nother thing there's oh, yeah, yeah. multi-dimensional planes we'll like, talk about we'll talk about that, that too <laughs> we'll talk yeah, about next like, time i bring you on <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother rabbit yeah. hole too um but i mean i don't i don't have an answer for it to be honest i just think that that's fair you know it's I kind of refer it back to consciousness trying to experience itself to to grow, to okay. expand, to reach a higher vibration. And we th we do that through kind of splitting up that energy, like right. let's just say, into me, into you, into other people, into other objects, things, thought forms, everything you could probably possibly think of. There's a... That's just how would I view it, honestly. And I think there's probably a lot of truth to that because I... It, what re this really resonated me and I thought about this whenever you were talking was there was like a little mm -hmm. picture or a little um like uh would be like a cartoon a little cartoon and it's mm -hmm. you know there's all these birds and you know two of them are sitting on like a telephone wire and mm -hmm. um and the little bird is saying like dad what's going on or, or maybe he's not even asking but the the dad's sitting there talking to the little bird and he's like you are the universe acting as a bird and it's like, yeah. and it really resonated with me. It's like, holy shit. Like, you know, it's yeah. like you are whatever this is acting as this. It's like you mm -hmm. are Tiara. You are the universe acting as Tiara. Like, you know, yeah. this laptop is this lap. I'm, fuck, maybe it's even in inanimate objects too. I don't know. I mean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have all, everything has an energy signature, right. I guess you could say. Everything's yeah. vibrating, right? At a fundamental level, we're yeah. all atoms. Let's go to a scientific place. We all are mm -hmm. atoms and atoms are mm -hmm. vibrating. So like if we're viewing everything from an anatomic level, it should all look exactly the same. But the fact of the matter is, is it doesn't. It, that's a laptop monitor. That's a laptop. That's a light. This is a camera. Like, yeah. you know, it's at a fundamental level, it's all just atoms. But, you know, through our perception, the way we evolve, the the incredible nuances of the third dimension, let's say just a let alone, mm -hmm. we can only mm -hmm. perceive it, you know, with a naked eye in such a way. And I think science is like, and here's where it gets difficult, right? Is I feel like people try to use science to disprove spirituality, or like, or even just the spiritual yeah. ideas. But I feel yeah. like science is just trying to find a physical way to explain them. It's like, it's not that they're competing in my mind. I feel like it's mm -hmm. just science is trying to catch up to this like innate intuition we have within ourselves. And, and here's what I got to is I was like, you know, I was thinking to my, I was talking with my uh, roommate at the time in San Diego and we were talking about like these microchips that they wanted to put in people and they were doing it like in some companies. And I was like, you know, like, you know, I'm big into health and fitness. And I was like, you know, like, I'm never gonna, you know, put a chip in me. And I was like, well, you know, actually the only way I would put a chip in me is if it was like a little LED screen that was just right on my arm and it said, <laughs> you need this much protein or you need this much carbs or you need this much that. Imagine that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so what happened was, is I was like, yeah, like that would be the reason I'd get technology put into my body. I came across this book called Intuitive Eating, which is the mm. core, it's incredible. It, 
it, it goes through like all these things like why do you eat like what is your reason for eating like you know and are you eating because you feel an emotional or like with me I was considered like a professional dieter where I've tried every <laughs> single diet <laughs> yep. I've tried yep. every single diet like which one does mm-hmm. what where is this and what the core concept of the book is is get yourself aligned and then just trust your intuition or feel what your body needs like am i thirsty right now or am i actually hungry am i hungry or am i just bored am i actually Mm. just feeling emotionally in pain and i want to just suffocate that with food you know Mm. and so it, it so it kind of broke me there i think that was when i hit my point of like holy shit i think we're just using science to try to replace the natural like the natural intuition that's given to us from the universe absolutely like your natural inner compass for real i mean yeah it's a lot of it is we're so disconnected from our own bodies like which is wild to me like the the type of society we're living in now like we it's so outside of ourselves it's so external you know um and it's so like stimulating from an external perspective i guess you could say um and really like we're so disconnected from our own bodies that we don't even know what's going on like like you said i don't know if i'm hungry or if i'm actually dehydrated because i haven't drank water in 12 hours or however right, long right. um and i really think it's like we need to start listening to our bodies again we need to start listening to ourselves and reconnecting with ourselves to like know you know oh man i'm i'm feeling this way I probably need to eat like some greens or I need to, you yeah. know, get some vitamin D. I need to go outside and get some sunlight. And that's, and that's what, in, what you're starting to touch on is what actually, let's go full circle. What started yeah. me off with the whole chakra system and what really like, I was like, okay, I like acted as if it was true kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I started seeing some profound stuff. Like, you know, when I would meditate, I'd be like, well, where's the pain coming from in my body? And, you know, I'd like associate it like, oh, it's coming like at like my hips or, oh, it's actually coming closer to my chest or, you know, my yeah. neck. Well, you know, I kind of always acted as if the chakra whole thing was right. What really blew me away was whenever I started integrating fruits into this, whenever I started saying to myself, okay, I'm feeling like, you know, digestion issues or which would be your root chakra, which is represented by red. So I'd eat strawberries or red apples and they would clear it up. If I felt like kind of like in my, what would be your sacral chakra or your, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, sacral chakra. Sacral, uh, repre- yeah. Yeah, represented by the color yellow for intuition and or solar if, plexus, yeah. Solar plexus, yes, yes, yeah. not sacral, solar plexus, which is uh, you know, I would feel it anytime I eat too much sugar, I would feel it like acting up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well what do I what do I do? I eat a banana and which is mm-hmm. yellow and it would like mm-hmm. clear it up. And then I go online and I'm like, Okay, if I have heartburn, which is what it felt like, what do I eat for it? And what do you know, bananas listed because of its like wow. alkaline properties because of, mm-hmm. you know, it went into the whole science behind it. And I'm like, yeah. you know, I could just trust these colors. And yeah. the last, and the last one that absolutely blew me away, the physical like thing, my neck, I used to have like pretty bad acne and I'm sure the lighting's good. So it's helping me mm-hmm. out here. Mm-hmm. Um, but my neck, your throat chakra represented by the color blue, I was like, Hmm, wonder what I should eat. I was like, let's start, let's start eating blueberries and let's see what happens. And I, I was putting down handfuls of blueberries, which I don't recommend anyone does, but if maybe if it's imbalanced, maybe you need to within two days, my neck was clearing up, acne was reducing. I was like, okay. I remember going into my chiropractor. I was like, dude, you gotta, you gotta hear this. Like (laughs) some blueberries, man. (laughs) I was like, 
he was the guy that, like went to about all this stuff. I was like, dude, you, you're not going to believe this. And he's just like, yeah, I believe it. <laughs> like, yeah, that's how it works. He's probably seen it before, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, God, yeah, like yeah. it's crazy to me how these uh, physicians and medical professionals, like, I feel like they're either on either end of the spectrum, like right. they're completely like blown away and shocked that somebody actually healed their body through food and sometimes even just through meditation, like Dr. Right. Joe Dispenza's teachings. But the other spectrum of it is, oh yeah, like I've had a few patients come in here before and they cleaned up their diet, they did this, that, and the third, and they were as good as new. And it's right. like our food is really our medicine. It's so incredible. Like, and then we just, and now we can get into like the whole healthcare system and how broken that is. And I, oof. I think it's such a, it's such a shame how, you know, mm -hmm. it, they treat, they don't cure kind of thing. They um, just slap a bandaid on top and they're yeah. like, okay, you're good to go. Well, you can't treat a cure. If everyone's healthy and they figure this shit out, you can't, you can't treat oh, it. You can't make money You're not money making money anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. Well, let's be careful. We don't get too deep into that because, uh, I'm sure they're watching back. all this stuff on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, they probably yeah, like through my little... webcam. What's up? Yeah, <laughs> I just get a red like a thing. It's like, all right, well, imagine everything podcast. just shuts down and we're like, oh, yeah, I gotta text, I gotta text Clayton. <laughs> uh, talk to the spiritual. Talk to your spirit team. Protect us to yeah. Know, make we, sure we can get yeah, this I've out seen there. A, a few light orbs out out there. So I mean, I think we're good. Yeah. But... <laughs> okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. It's always uh, good to connect with. It's um, reassuring. <laughs> yeah well talking about flow and it, to finish this up i'm starting to feel mm -hmm. like i gotta go to the bathroom so mm -hmm. you know maybe I, again i feel like we have so much more we could talk about um yeah but maybe this we just save that timing right now <laughs> yeah maybe we just save that for like another time because i don't want to fight this uh urge to go to the bathroom because then i'm gonna be it's gonna ruin the rest of this podcast absolutely i'll you um, know what i'll just leave it with this maybe next time i'll share my journey of healing my body from hormonal birth control and how that's affected my physical and spiritual body and i, I <laughs> something i know nothing about so i would yeah. you know i'll do my best to you know i guess got you'll have well, to I be guiding like, me through the like any know. other prescription drug can take effect on your body right, right but i'll kind of uh maybe talk about the background of how it's affected my body and what i'm doing to heal it so okay sweet I that's about good that yet. All right, cool. Well, yeah. nice. We'll save that as a little prequel for the next time uh, I get you on and, yeah. you know, cycle some more people in here, get some more ideas flowing. And, yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure we'll be we'll be in touch about the whole journey and everything along the way. Um, absolutely. But yeah, as a shameless plug, uh, definitely everyone listening. Thank you so much for making it through. Uh, I would love to reiterate if anything we said, like completely disgruntles you and you're like, this is fucking <laughs> bullshit. These guys are insane. Number one, I say take a second, breathe, meditate on it. Like why why does it irritate you and where does it irritate you? Find in your body mm -hmm. where that is. Um, mm -hmm. and then we can talk. We'll talk if you do that. But I'll know yes. I'll know if you didn't if you didn't meditate on it. Um, number <laughs> the two will be there. <laughs> Yeah, oh I'll I'll see it. You'll send me a paragraph, you know, that's about ten <laughs> lines <angry>. long. <laughs> yeah, and I'll be like, Go meditate, man. And we'll talk after we you meditate. Send you about some it. love. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I want to say TR has a dope uh, YouTube channel, not even just for spirituality. She does like makeup type stuff. Um, I'll let you yeah. plug whatever you want to plug for a little bit here. Yeah. So um, I we talked a little bit about it in the po podcast, but um, I'll probably be making a little bit shorter form content because I have a lot of informative stuff on there right now right. about spirituality and you know, your energy bodies and your chakra system. And I do have a website where you can buy meditations and 
do your own self-healing, which is amazing. Um, I just encourage everybody to keep observing and keep doing their own shadow work and following along on the journey because I'm just here to help you out. Yeah, I mean, and that's, you know, that's a great segue because I think in my mind I see it as just, you know, I'm I, I'm having this conversation, A, for myself and then B, for everyone listening. Like, you know, these are types of conversations you can't, you can't really find people to have these types of conversations like any run-of-the-mill yeah. day. So Very far I, you know, between. Oh, it's so difficult. Um, but yeah, so that's why I want to get these recorded, get it out there to people, let people actually like see them, experiment yeah. with them, text me about them. But again, follow follow Tiara on all of her stuff. Follow yep. me on all of my stuff. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure you can find both of us just by our names, right? Like yeah, yours I, is... mine's all linked. Yeah, yours is all linked to your okay. name too. Yeah, yeah, mine's just at cool. Clinky Terry and all the all the all the socials, you know. Yeah, me too. Except for Tiara Alicia. Except for me, Facebook. <laughs> yeah. We'll find it. Oh, yeah. I've never been on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It might be dying. I'm not really sure. But it might be. I don't really. That'd be the one place. Don't don't find me there. <laughs> yeah. Don't me either. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that wraps up episode two. Thank you so much, Tiara. Thanks, um, You know, I'm truly grateful you're here. That was a sweet um, conversation. I'm grateful to be here. Yes. I, I wish I could release it sooner than in like two weeks. Like, you know, it won't be this oh, Monday, but it'll okay. be the following Monday. Yeah, That's so we're right. recording this for Divine everyone. Timing. We're recording it. Yeah, September fourth is when we're recording it. Yeah. Um, but other than that, Tr, thank you. Uh, I'm going to stop thank this, you. but if you could hold on for just a second. But thank you so much. I great conversation. Wish my bladder would help me out, but you know, <laughs> it's the universe okay. has its. You're hydrated. You're probably drinking yeah. your water. Everything's all good. <laughs> yeah, the universe has its own plans, right? Um, yep, always. But sweet. Without further ado, thank you, thank you everyone for listening, and let's grow together. Bye, guys.